Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Puckle Podcast. This is episode number 611. Uh, Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name our great creator Thatch came up with back in 2007. Uh, I'm your host for today, Claude9, here with my spectacular, fun, excited, awake-as-always-in-the-morning co-hosts, uh, <laughs> starting off with the fluffiest of all the Whimsicots. Hello, hello, awake in the afternoon. And the sharkiest of all the Finnegans. Hello. <laughs> so welcome, thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, Thatch and Shamu are currently at Pittsburgh Regionals competing so we wish Good them luck. the best of luck i know at the time of recording i think shamu is 1-0 and and thatch is 0-1 but you know that's one round in plenty more um, pokemon to be played oh yep but anyways tell me what you guys have been up to with pokemon over the past week two weeks Ooh. you know everything i have been trying to convince my friend that they need the shiny charm in their scarlet and violet game because i just keep running into shinies just walking around <laughs> it's it's crazy <laughs> I just. <laughs> I think I'm two Pokemon off from it. I never traded anyone for a Slowking, I think, or a Scizor. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait. I'll, I'll, I'll get you one, because seriously, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's Even without the Shiny Charm, it's still pretty good. But it's just like the Shiny Charm just makes it that much better. Yeah. 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 I definitely need to do it before, you know, the Teal Mask drops, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's like, what are you doing? I'm shiny hunting. And shiny hunting means I'm just walking across the map. <laughs> and hoping to get something. <laughs> hoping is like, the days that I do that, it feels like I get something more often than not. Which <laughs> is really ridiculous. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. come on. I know it's like... The odds seem to work differently because you're actually seeing them and you don't have to encounter them, but it's it still seems ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Shark, what have you been up to? I've been doing kind of two different things. One, I've mentioned them before. I've been doing a draft league on, on Wi-Fi for the first time, and uh, I actually won that league off the back of uh, Roaring Moon. Yeah! Wow! It was a Uber's one, and just, like, I was able to just get in Roaring Moon. Actually, because it was Wi-Fi, I was, like, right 
like once I got to finals, I'm like, all right, I gotta. I know this Roaring Moon's been carrying me this season. Let me go actually shiny hunt one. So I did shiny Ooh, hunt it, catch nice. it, and made it and did everything for it, and That's it awesome. ended up six owing. Yes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, off Kudos. that one shiny one, I was like, yep. I was like, my opponent got their like had a guard chomp. They they spam Draco Meteor on, which I'm like, that was a smart bring, but like. It got to mm. minus six, and I'm like, all right, Roaring Moon, it's time. Set up Bond yep. and win. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, and, and then on the side, I was trying to do a like a like a harder Nuzlocke, because I know this game feels like it could do kind of easy. So I'm like, let me try a little hard one here. So I Ooh. did a I basically like did the raid ones where you, it's just like one raid mon per area. Oh. And I okay. did it with level cap and like no items just like no healing items during battle just to try that out uh, no. that was a mistake <laughs> i got i had two shinies in that attempt to help but that didn't matter because i oh. still just got because it's just like the mons just didn't quite line up and i just didn't have like the tms or trs to like help get anything it's just both gym battles mm. just like decimated me in the early game no, no. I, I understand uh, let's say on Monday, I finished up or tried to finish up my GS Chronicles Nuzlocke on Twitch, and we got all the way to like the second to last fight, and then the Crobat used double team, and I missed my next seven moves, oh, which then no. cost me like three mons, which I needed for the final fight, and we just couldn't pull it out, and it was no. Uh, I'm like, out of all the things to lose, to so like, I have to lose the RNG. And like, part of me is like, all right, now do I want to go back and redo this so I can say I beat it or mm. not? So we'll see what I end up deciding to do. But I, I yeah. understand that pain. Nuzlocking is a different type of game where you have to be much more strategic and about everything. Yeah, it was like my freaking like. I thought I was good having a Dunsparce Terrifier for the Grass Gem, but it just didn't know any moves. Yep. Oh. No good moves on Dunsparce that early, and I'm just like, no. No, it can't even Damn. learn Swift. Oh. Like, not even good stab. I was like, roll out or mud slap, and I'm just like, ooh, Ugh. that's not the right choice then. Uh, it was what I was, that's the, the cards I was dealt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, I got two shinies out of it, so. That's still good. There you go. A shiny Lechonk and a shiny Scatterbug. Ooh, I love both of those. Mm-hmm. All right. Then I will catch you guys on over with the news. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. And welcome to the news segment. Alright, we have a bunch of news coming out. As most of you are probably aware, the Scarlet and Violet DLC, the Teal Mask, drops this week. The times for that, let me pull that up. Uh, it goes live at 10 a.m. JST, or Japan Center Time, on September 13th. Which means we get a global release of it um, throughout the world at a different time. For those of us on the East Coast, it is, or those of you on the East Coast, it is September 12th at 9 p.m. Uh, Central is 8, 
Pacific at 6 p.m. on the 12th. And for those of you across the pond, it is 2 a.m. BST, 3 a.m. CEST, and I can go through the rest, but it we're not going to release at midnight for everybody. It's 10 a.m. in Japan is when it comes out. So mark your calendars, prepare your time off, do whatever you need to do. The game's a, the game's a foot. Uh, but mm-hmm. anything with that, besides that, <clears throat> we have uh, ahead of the... Uh, Hatsune Miku Project Voltage released on the 29th. The art of Miku in the style of different trainers has come out. So for Psychic, we have a Meloetta. Grass, we have a Rillaboom. Fire, there's a Skeledurge. Water is Primarina. Electric is a Rotom. Uh, yeah, we're still waiting on the... Th- I think there's supposed to be one dropping today. I haven't quite seen it yet, but it's yeah. like really, really nice art. It's yeah, actually made really by cool. actual Pokemon illustrators. Mm-hmm. I think like the the first set of them was done by the designer of Mimikyu. Mm. So. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh and for those of you that were excited as I am, the final journeys episodes have been released on Netflix. So get ready to watch as it's gonna be set. It's all mm-hmm. the good nostalgia bits. Yep. So Wow. I think it's gonna c- conclude the world tournament, right? I'm pretty no, sure. no, it's the whole, no, this, that one's already up there. This is the final stuff. This is like the return of the, oh, seeing of- Butterfree again. This is. Oh gosh. I didn't realize they, the, they'd finished the Journeys episodes in English on Netflix. Yeah, that's it. This is it. This is the end of Ash. So this is on- the end of Ash on Netflix. Gosh, I have a lot to catch up on. Oh, that's going to be exciting mm-hmm. to watch. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll, but- I'll pass it off to y'all. Yeah, speaking of animated episodes, the very first episode of Paldean Winds has aired on YouTube. And based on that episode, you can get the ferocious Titan <laughs> that appears in the show with the code like a flute. Uh, as usual, the I in like is actually a one. Uh, and there is no rush for this. Like, it, the code is going to stay valid for something like a year. But so yeah. if you want to set item from the episode, just uh, enter that code in the mystery gift. And then, in other news for Scarlet and Violet, uh, Regulation E has been updated to last through the end of the year, which matches the supposed release date uh, of uh, the second part of the DLC in December. So we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of. So you have basically from October through December will be the months you'll be using the DLC one months. So we'll see how that shakes up in the next few weeks here. That does make me think, there. though, that the December DLC is not going to fall at their normal time slot, which is usually like the week before Thanksgiving, but might be like December, like the week before Christmas almost. See, I've, I've been like obsessing over this because technically it's not winter until December the 21st. <laughs> I know, so, but it's well, t- but that's the winter so fall. Yeah. This is a fall release. This is fall exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so it's September thirteenth. It, so when the, when they no 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 okay. So the first one was supposed to be in the, like the summer or the fall. I don't remember anymore. The second one specifically stated winter twenty twenty three, which is like well, then, if we're going by that stuff, uh, it's a week, still technically like, summer until the twenty first of September. I thought it was exactly, fall, but maybe I'm wrong. No, well, it's not fall until the twenty first. Uh, equinox solstice yeah, uh, oh, no it's a, it's an equinox in in autumn yes yeah. uh but um, yeah so i do, i don't know it's probably like not 
supposed to be that literal, but still. Yeah, I think it's probably more like the business fiscal year, but eh. Granted, I can also just... I can also just picture them being like, all right, you know what? We're going to drop it like two days before Christmas. So those people that get the game can automatically play it on Christmas with the DLC. Yeah. That would be cool. That's my birthday. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Good way to celebrate for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. There are a lot of Pokemon that I'm looking forward to in the Indigo disc, like, say, Whimsicott. So. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that one. I think. I think that one's DLC to confirm. Yeah, exactly. I think it, so. That'll be a good time. <laughs> but yeah, yep. and other things going on in Pokemon Go. Uh, Grubbin will be the community day for this month, and that'll be on September twenty third. Uh, September seventeenth, there'll be a special Oddish Research Day. Ooh, so it'll be fun. You can get yourself some good Oddishes for Blossom and Vileplume. Am I going to have to re-download Pokemon Go just to get this Oddish? Uh, do you have a shiny Oddish? Not in Pokemon Go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Then maybe. Hmm. And then in the TCG, an Oddish promo will release soon based off of the one played in Path in the Path of the Peak series. Uh, we don't know how it'll be distributed yet, but uh, expect that uh, oh. further news coming soon on that I one. I want it. I want it so mm. bad. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like it's gonna be in like like a blister pack bundle or something silly like that and i'm gonna be like i have to go buy like five of these now yeah i hope they give you like at least a pin with it or something if they I make don't know. a package like that we will see what happens yep mm. and then Fine. the pokemon card decks app will be sunset on september 20th yeah I know that's just an app, uh, an app that I, I think it looks like just generally just kind of just a quick look up of what the Pokemon cards are available. But yeah, it's still sad whenever apps die. Mm-mm. Yep. And be sure to check out the YouTube channel this week. Uh, our Sigma's Pokemon Stadium 1 Rental Randomizer series uh, has been going moving along along with some of the replays we get from the stream. I didn't realize my stuff had gone up there already, so now I really have to complete my, my game, even though I have to basically restart. Attempt three, though. We'll be fine. We'll just have to <laughs> figure out another strategy and just not lose to Hex. But, um, yes. As far as the Puck Puckles Pokey prediction, uh, do you think events like the Mewtwo raid will be used as this generation distribution method for older generation, older legends, rather than the Dynamax adventures or the Ultra Space that we've had in the past? I sure as heck hope not, because that's pretty much impossible to do alone, and not everyone has a Nintendo Online subscription. That, honestly, is probably the, that's about right, yeah. I think it's good to have certain events. I'm fine with it being, like, getting the Pokemon with the raid marker, or, like, Mm -hmm. with the special thing. That's fine. I definitely don't think it's going to be the permanent long-term solution just because that, yeah, you, we need to make it accessible for longer stints of time. So, and what, people what, still shiny hunt it. So, yes. So I, I want to talk about my thoughts on this, but that's going to bleed into the topic a little bit. But because I think like Dynamax Adventures came in the DLC for, you know, uh, Sword and Shield. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. there's going to be another mini game type thing that comes. In the future DLCs, maybe mm-hmm. not, the, maybe not the teal mask, maybe the indigo disc that yes, the indigo disc 
looks like the sort of DLC that wants to give you stuff to do for a long time. Yep. So mm-hmm. I would be hopeful mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. All right. Then with that, we will head on over to our Puckle Pokey Quiz to quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you, Mr. Quizmaster, for those rules. All right, are you guys ready for your first puckle pokey question? As ready as I can be, I guess. All right. This one comes from Umbreon1080. Which game mascot is the only one whose signature move is a status move? Nice. That's okay. an interesting question. I, I um, think game mascot is like box cover box, legendary or yeah. whatever the box cover Pokemon is usually. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, I know the answer to this one. Mm? Uh, that would be a very, very powerful fairy type Pokemon with a very, very powerful fairy type status move. Yes. Uh, um, because uh, <laughs> Geomancy. Yeah, Geomancy Xerneas. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is correct. You guys got one point. Nice. <laughs> All right. There we go. Gosh. Um. I'm, okay. Uh. All right. Let me. I'll pick this one for question two. This one comes from uh, from Swario. Let's go Swario. Uh, starting in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, this Pokemon is programmed to be able to be taught Fire Pledge. However, the Move Tutor only ever offered to teach it Grass Pledge making Fire Pledge and Water Pledge unable to be learned legitimately. Who's that Pokemon? Oh, yep. Uh, that should be Silvalli. Because I know that it's... The reason why it's supposed to is because it's kind of like a... It's treated like a starter, and you have... You can have the certain drives on it to be able to learn those moves. But mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I don't think... Yeah, it does not know Water and Fire Pledge. It only knows Grass for some reason. Is that your wow. final answer? Yep. And Silver Valley is correct. That's two points. Wow, that's amazing. I that was... had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, a, it's a weird one. I know. It's... Yeah. All right. Next up is your Pokédex question. This one comes from Theamon. It's Pokemon White Entry Reads. When endangered, it may protect itself by raising its magnetism and drawing iron objects to its body. Who's that Pokemon? Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. So. It's probably so, a steel type. Yeah. Like, hmm. is is it the obvious hmm. or is it someone else? Hmm. <laughs> I have to admit I am not very familiar with the Pokedex entries for the Magneton line. 
So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I feel like they might lean more into uh, the fact that the Magnemites join together and then Magnemism requires a specific place to vote. I would think so, so too. I'm just hmm. trying to think of what other good Pokemon. Something else that uses magnetism. Um, well, hmm. Like some steel types that have magnetize, maybe. Yeah. And that would be like the Kling Clang line, Klefki. Ooh, I, I like the Kling Clang line because it's it can't be Klefki because it's a Pokemon white entry, right? Oh, oh, right. You said Pokemon. Wait, you said Pokemon I said white. Pokemon white. Oh, oh, that actually helps a lot. Then yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> that. Then yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards. No, I like I, the the, the no, clink think, line. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's throw one out I there. Think, let's just go right clink. Shot in the dark, clink. Mm-hmm. Uh, clink is incorrect, but now I have to just double check that I gave you the right Pokedex entry, and this may have just been off. Now, give me one second to verify mm-hmm. that. This Pokedex is actually correct, and I didn't tell you the wrong one. Uh, nope, that that it, yeah, that, that's what it says for white. And no, it's not Clink. All right, okay. Your uh, hint is it's Pokemon Soul Silver entry reads: If two of these meet, they can't get too close because their noses repel each other. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's Nose Pass or or Probo Pass. Yep, <laughs> Nose Pass is probably it. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe Probopass, because it's a steel type, but Nosepass is also magnetic, so... Yeah, I'd say, let's say Nosepass, because then it gathers the iron, and then it becomes Probopass. So nice, go. I like but, I mean, that. Yeah. It's, it's one of the two. We're fi- yeah. it, it's more for pride, which the 50-50. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think we're Let's confident we pass. got the line right. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. give it to you. It is, it is Nosepass, that is correct. Nice. <laughs> All right. Up next is your multiple choice question. Now I have to ask: Do you want the tough one or the not tough one? I mean, sharks in a roll. You can challenge us, I guess. <laughs> what do you think, shark? <laughs> okay, sure, sure. These guys chosen the tougher one. This one comes from the once and future gamer. Across six regions, there are six different places where the ice rock to get Glaceon can be found. What are those locations? Okay, wait. So across all games? Across six different regions. Across six different regions, where are the icy rocks? Um, Because I don't think there is... Yes. uh, Yep. Uh, Let's start with Sword and Shield. That one is going to be... That's gotta be... It's gotta be Mm. like... The, I think it's technically Route 10. Route 10, yeah. I think. Oh, well, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Was. Yeah, Eevee was in the base game. Yeah, no, it has to be Route 10. Are you sure? Because it wasn't. Because mm. uh, I don't wait, think. Wait, though, because. It's hmm. either. Or was it. It's either in Route 10 or it's in the wild area on. No, that's where you just get the rocks. There's not an icy rock there. So, yeah. I was thinking where you I'm... can get some of the evolutions on the one. I, there's like one spot where there's like you can get a bunch of the evolution stones. But no, I think it's just Route Ten. But but. Ooh. Oh wait 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 wait. Actually, hold on. 
You're right. Isn't like um. So I I will, hmm. I will give you a hint that in the last. In, I think, Gen 7 and Gen 8. Sorry, Gen 8 and Gen 9. Gen 8 and Gen 9, you can evolve it with a rock. Yeah. Yes, with the ice stone. Instead of the the icy rock. So So it wouldn't be in Sword and Shield. Yep. Okay, so... um, So, think before Sword and Shield. There are six regions where you can find it. Oh, okay. Okay, in that case... Or six areas, I should say. So, um, what is, in, in X and Y, the cave where you... That's guarded, like, by oh, an Obama snow? Mm-hmm. What's that place's name? Uh, um, what is it called? I'm bad with... with because, of I'm course, ba- I, like, I'm much... I, I'll give you the point for it, because you... Because, you, you, yeah, you, it's where Obama it. snow is, where that yes. whole side yeah. quest is. That I'll, I can I'll at least tell you that. Spots. Yeah, that too. is the Frost Cavern in Kalos. That's one. Okay. okay. Uh, for every one point, every two que- every two, you'll get a point. Okay. okay. So, another one uh, that I so, so I want. Mm, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I was just writing down what we've got so far. So we've got okay. X and Y. So I think in um, in uh, black and white, it might be somewhere around the Great Chasm. That um, sounds right because it wasn't because you couldn't get to it in the like Evie wasn't in the base black and white. It was only in exactly. the exactly. It was in black and white too. And even if you got but, it in the late the post game of black and white, it would have Great Chasms fits twice as much because it's something you can only access post game. But Evie, you can get in black and white too. Before, yes. like, the second gym. Exactly. Yep. And you can access uh, and the, the chasm before. And the stone for, um, okay. for, uh, um, for Lithium is accessible really early on, actually. So it it would make sense that they'd let you, like, access it yeah. before the post-game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I say, yeah, Great Chasm for black and white. All right, that is incorrect. Okay. I will just, we'll cancel out Unova. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Nova answer was Twist Mountain. Oh, in the winter. Okay. Oh, wait, I would have got. I was just about to actually say that. I oh. was just like, if it wasn't Great Chasm, it had to be there. Yeah. Uh, I was I'm literally gonna, just about to go there. The Unova one. So you have you still have Hoenn, Sinnoh, Alola, and Hisui. I'll give you the regions that you're missing. Hisui it has to be Glaciendo Mountain. Are you sure? I mean, that's mm. the main ice area. It has to be within, at least somewhere within the proximity of that. I don't remember my, seeing it. My notes are telling me uh, it's not the mountain, it's the Ice Peak Cavern, which may be on the mountain, but... We'll have to take a look into that. Yeah. Because, uh, okay. yeah, I mean, it has, like, it's it's got to be somewhere along that mountain, like, in that mountain region, which that's pretty specific. Uh, okay. Well, Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, or Sinnoh, that's, that's on the route just outside of Snow Peak. Uh, yep. That's correct. You got mm-hmm. that one. And uh, you're missing think... Hoenn and Alola. So in Alola, that would... would be on the actually, what is the yeah. name? Mount is it Lanakila? I no, think Mount so. Lanakila is the one with the observatory, or is that one? Oh, uh, mm. but that it's is correct. Mount, Mount Lanakila is correct. Oh, it was okay. that one. Okay, good, oh, it's good, the, good. It's the same mountain, you just climb yes. a different side when you go up to the icy area. Okay, yep. and all you're missing is Hoenn. Um, and this a... is not base Hoenn, this is like uh, Oras. Yeah, Oras, of course. Yeah. Um, because you didn't need one. one in 
So like, there's snow in Hoenn? <laughs> exactly. There is a single um, spot. Yes. Um, um, and I think... My my gut says it's the the Shoal Cave? Mm-hmm. Where you can get feels? That is correct. Yes. Oh. Nice. Okay. So, you said it was on the mountain. Uh, I checked for Hasui. It's not on the mountain. You know how in the Alabaster waste uh, Icelands... There are all those caves that go underneath oh, the ground. Oh, wait a second. You said Hisui. Oh, I I'm dumb. I was thinking... Uh, I, I kept... I somehow combined Hisui is and, Gen oh, 9. I'm, yep. That's my mistake. Yep. So mm-hmm. with that, you guys get... You got four? Oh, let's see. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. Four. Yeah. Four right. I'll give you four right. Yeah, that Ish. works. Ah, three. Three out of the six. It's enough for the points. Um... <clears throat> All right, and now your last, uh, your base stat question. If you get this right without the hint, you will get all seven points. If not, you can get it for six with the hint. All right, right. and your base stat question comes from the Once and Future Gamer. Which not fully evolved grass type has the highest base speed? Ooh, well, Groval is probably pretty speedy. But it's a starter, and they never go too overboard with the starters. It still could mm. be fast. Groval's mm-hmm. up there. Cottony is probably up there. Because um, Cottony and gosh, I, just speed. So, I know Whimsicott speed, but I don't know Cottony's. Yeah. Groval was a good one. Um, let's Mm-mm. see who else. It could be the, the middle stage of... of uh, Sprigatito, blanking on its... Floragato? Yeah, mm. it could be that. Yeah, Meow's Carada is faster than Whimsicott. Mm-hmm. Just stadium. trying to think of or all the fast right grasses. Mm. Which, surprisingly, there's not a ton of fast grasses. Uh, is is um, is Meow's Carada faster than Sceptile? Uh, okay. I think by two, two uh, three points. Sceptile is 120, okay. Meow's Carada is 123. Okay. I'll give you that as a Winscott's probably 121 then? No, Winscott is 116. 116, so it is just a hair slower. So yeah, it's probably... That one I know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, so it's probably not Cotton. Mm. No, I don't think Cotton is that fast. It's not any of those. I don't think it's any other starters. No, they're not usually that fast. It's not the I can't the think blossom. of any... No, I can't think of any other super speedy grass types because, like, um, say the Buffsport line is not slow, but it's definitely not as fast as like Grovile or Floragato. So, I would, I Do would. Do you want to use your hint? We should probably. What I do mean, you think, Sean? Either we take the fifty-fifty or just use the hint. I'm good either way. If it's a fifty-fifty and we haven't forgotten something, true. So we'll take the hint. We'll just go ahead. Uh, your hint. This po- this is a Hisuian Pokemon. <gasps> Hisuian Voltorb. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that your final answer? That's the... Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. See? We forgot That was something. a good hint. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, uh, how do I tell them that it's Voltorb without saying it's Voltorb? Like, uh, this yep. is arguably the best little cut bond in, you know, standard. It's a dual electric. Pokemon. It's a dual Grass. type Mm-mm. that's uh, electric. 
Yes. So you, uh, Voltorb, Hisuian Voltorb is the highest with 100. Followed next is Grovile with 95. And then Servine with 83. Oh my gosh, I forgot Servine. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that, you guys get six points. Uh, let me update these standings. And that changes things up. All right. So, uh, in. We have, in first place, we have Seth Philo with 25 points. In second place, we have Shark Finnegan with 20. In third, we have Whimsicott, now with 17. We have a three-way tie for fourth with Mark, Linian, and Sublime with 14. We have a three, potentially four-way, if I get my points count for y'all's points, uh... For what would be next after that with R-Sigma, Jushiro, and Shamu with 12. And we have Basket to yet to get on the board. Alright. Then we'll catch you guys over with the topic. Are you addicted to cardboard like myself and Seth? Maybe you want to pick up a booster box of Obsidian Flames next week. Well, the best way to do it is to support the show by going to trollandtoad.com and using code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Whenever you do so, we get a small kickback, and we really appreciate the support. So make sure, if you're buying anything, whether it's Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can head on over to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout to get a 5% kickback for using the code and supporting the show. We appreciate everything you guys do, and we will catch you on the flip-flop. Alright, and we are back with our topic. Today's topic is just general DLC hype and oddish? Yes, and oddish. <laughs> and oddish. <laughs> um, let, let's start there because that's the thing that's most bizarre is the fact that the Pokemon company has been pushing oddish like crazy recently. I mean, you have Pokemon Path to the Peak that they had a four episode mini series of, which, you know, featured oddish. You have uh, this Discover Pokemon altogether, an Oddish tale. And then you have Oddish behind the Pokedex. And then they just announced it for uh, Pokemon Go Day next week. I think it's the 17th, you said. It's Oddish Research Day. Like, there is so much Oddish, and yet it's still not confirmed to be in Gen 9. (laughs) It's very strange. I love Oddish. I would... um... I would very much like know that it's coming back, but... Mm. See, I have a little crochet oddish on my desk that I absolutely love. <gasps> oh my goodness, I love that. One of my computer pals, as I call them, all my little friends that sit there and watch me play, but oddish was the very first one I ever got, so holds a special place in my heart. And I love the fact that he's getting all of this love and affection because he's wonderful, and I miss him. Oddish is literally one of my favorite Pokemon. It is confirmed to come back in the Indigo Disc, but it might just be that in the trailers, we've only seen it for the Indigo Disc, and it's actually coming back for the Teal Mask as well. Because at this point, if they've been hyping it up this much, and it is not coming back, I'm going to be a little sad if I have to wait another, like, three months to see my little baby plant again. Well, that's the thing is, Pokemon likes to hype up a Pokemon and then do nothing with it sometimes. Like, especially if, well, granted, it doesn't that a lot with the starters, where it's like, oh, here's this little thing on the starters, and there's a cute little thing with them. Or they'll do it with, like, Togepi or Eevee. Mm-hmm. 
they haven't normally done this title. I mean, they did it with Bidoof as well. They did it with Bidoof, they did it with Slowpoke, but those are all Pokemon that have, like, meme culture status, in a way. Yeah, Oddish is probably the first one they've done it where it's just not, like, super hard meme with it. But, I mean, it's still, like, if you look at all the things that they've done with Oddish, it is very similar to the Bidoof that you're talking about. What, they have a Go event. They're having TCG card made specifically for it, which in this case being the promo they used in that, they've made animation on it. So like they're kind of hyping it up a little bit and they, you know, the Twitter account goes crazy. Like it was funny, just like it was, it was Thursday and my phone literally right at lunchtime, it just, there's this like notification, 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 notification. And I'm looking and I see Pokemon tweeted, I just saw D and a picture of an Oddish card. And I was like, what? And it was like, literally, it just, it literally just was six or uh, six tweets that was just spelled oddish. Just O-D with just different cards leading up to the the promo one that they did from Path to the Peak. I I guess it might be just, you know, a promo for Path to the Peak. It is is a promo from Path to the Peak. No, I mean, I mean, the entire oddish thing. I I guess that's an option. It's it's just... Like, the way it seems is, like, there's somebody at Game Freak that just loves Oddish that finally got the go-ahead to push Oddish. <laughs> I mean, there had to be some reason they put it, it like, made it the focal point of the Path to Peak in generally, even that still. But, yeah, I I kind of like it. I like that they put hyping up some older Pokemon like that, so. Well, I'm just curious, what are they going to do with it? Because usually that means they're going to do something with it. You know, like with the game. Because they finished Path to the Peak, and then they started pushing all this extra Oddish content as well. So I'm like, this feels like it all needs to, like, cultivate to something. I just don't know what. I'm honestly not sure. Like, I I think if, like, if any of the DLCs were about wow us with a third possible Oddish evolution we would have seen it in the promo. Because Oddish is a Gen 1 Pokemon. It's beloved. It's not one of the most popular, but it would, like, it, a new evolution for a Gen 1 Pokemon would have a lot of traction. Like, remember how we got the Galarian Slowpoke hype? And, like, we got a lot about that. So I don't I don't think it's anything like that because simply they would have put it in the trailers. Yeah, I think so. I think they would have, or we would have gotten it sooner. Like, you know, we got Wiglet ahead of time this recently, you know. We just got the Sinisty, or the whole Chigeist. I love that little guy. Pop up recently. Like, I would imagine they're gonna, like, if they were gonna do something, they would, you know, it would be, if, at least for Teal Mask, it would have done, it would have happened by now, for sure. Th- that's very true. It's like, if you have, like, four new Pokemon, and that's just it, you have four new Pokemon, you put them in the trailer. Yeah. The only, I think the only thing that we did not see from the trailers for Sword and Shield DLC were the horses, right? Yes, we did not see that. You're right. Yeah, no, we did not. I remember the, uh, yeah, it was like rumored and I think it was like, it, like when the leaks broke, it was like literally like the day before that we found out about the horses and we're just like... I know that I w- like I don't look at leaks and I went in without knowing the horses existed. Yeah, no, they were very last minute too. That was absolutely last minute. I still just can't get behind the idea that, oh, Pokemon's gonna push this Pokemon and like give a lot of hype for it and not have it be in their main game in any way, shape, and form. At least with the other ones, it's always been like, oh, we're gonna hype Eevee after Pokemon, you know... Uh, let's go Pokemon Pikachu and Eevee. And that's when a lot of the Eevee hype came around. Granted, Eevee's been in all the games. I think Bidoof was in the last game, too. 
no. Uh, no, it was not. No, but we we had his his and uh, BDSP about him out. I think. Yeah, it was. In, it was sure. It was in those games though, and you could still get it. But you can't get Oddish in the new games, at least not yet. Speaking of that, though, let's talk about you know some of these returning Pokemon that we have. Ooh, yes. <laughs> so what we have confirmed for the Teal Mask, and I'll start with all the returning ones. So I'll see if I can just rapid fire through this list. We have the Ekans line, the. Uh, Clefable line, Vulpix line, the Poliwag line, the Snorlax line. My boy Furret is coming back. Furret, yes! Mm-hmm. Noctowl, uh, Ariados, Apom, Yenma, Gliscor, that's a big one, Mamoswine, Mightyena, mm. uh, Shiftree, Crawdont, Dusclops, Chimeco, Milotic, Conkelder, Chandelure, Mandibuzz, Trevenant, Vikavolt, Como, and Cramorant. That's all that's been confirmed to come back so far. Uh, there are obviously a lot more, I think, coming back. Plus, we have all the new Pokemon that are coming out as well, uh, such as Monkey Dory, Ogie Dogi, Pheasant Ogre Pond, Diplin, and Polchegeist. So, give me your thoughts on all of this. So, first of all, I, of course, I love Diplin. Like, it's just cute. And when I found out that it's two little guys in there, just piloting the apple together, it, I'm sorry, it's just too cute. I, I love that. <laughs> but um, I like Poltergeist too, like as a concept. Uh, the design is nice also. It looks like a fun guy. Not excited about the typing, but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I have to admit, there are a couple of guys in the returning Pokemon list that I'm like super excited to see again. Like Furred, Milotic, Chandelure, and just... Ooh, Ninetales too. It's just... I... Honestly, there are Pokemon that I miss at this point, and I would really, really like to see them again. No, I, I, I understand entirely. Like from a competitive aspect, I'm thinking, all right, Como with Terra Blast sounds insane. I, mean, I love Como generally, and I'm excited for it to come back. That's that, that sure sounds really, looking. really strong. Uh, Chandelure seems like a lot of fun. Milotic will be a good wall. Um, Mammal Swine and Gliscor, I'm really excited about. Just because Gliscor hasn't been around for a little while, right? It wasn't around last gen either. Yeah, no, it was not. It didn't get any of the cool new moves. I'm curious what moves it'll get. Exactly. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff with that. I love seeing the Poliwag line. I love the Poliwag line. Um, Munchlax is here. Munch Munch. <laughs> I'm not excited for Clefable. <laughs> ah! Would be more excited for Clefable if I hadn't been able to hang out with it in Hisui. So I I don't miss Clefable as much. And I think they're still pulling off some of that... They're pulling off some good Clefairy stuff coming out soon, too. They've already announced that they're gonna... For their first, like, big mass outbreak event that they're doing with this DLC release, that Clefairy is gonna be around that Harvest Moon. They're actually doing... Apparently, they're doing a big Harvest Moon push at the end of the month, so expect a lot of Clefairies coming out. That's great. And then, what are your thoughts on the new Pokemon? We have the monkey... Or, like, the... What's it? The do the the trio. Let's start with the trio. I don't like them. <laughs> uh, they're gonna take. It's gonna take a second to get used to design wise because they're just so different. I hope that the lore behind them is as good as it's. They're trying to hype it up to be. Uh, and I'm curious of what they end up. How they end up being. I'm like. I like. I like a good poison type. I'm excited for more good poison types. So. Yeah, poison's my favorite type, and I don't think we have a legendary poison. Outside of, I mean, we have to, like Naganadel and 
Eternatus are the two that scream. I guess Nidal Eternatus and Nihiligo are the kind of pseudo legendary s, but there's two Ultra Beasts and Eternatus, which is just broken. Um, I would love a good, just like generic poison type that's good and something with the defensive prowess, like you know, like Alola Muck, you know, something in that realm is what I would love to see because mm-hmm. poison type is it's just kind of a big boom bust recently. So I like something like in that upper echelon of like really good. Well, it, it, it's weird because it, it has the weakness to ground, but also resists fairy. So it's like very much in this middle ground of like, okay, it's not as bad as it used to be before Gen 6, and but it's still not the best. So I'm curious what they do with it because we don't have the types for any of those three mons yet. Uh, we, we're guessing that they're poison something. I mean, they are colored water, uh, called the colored blue, green, and red. So you could assume it's those types of colors, but there's thoughts that may not believe that. That's just they're colored that way. They're not actually those types. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. And then what do you think about Ogre Pond? Because we don't know anything about it, really. So my guess is that under the little mask, there's a really cute guy. <laughs> and I'm hoping I'm right. <laughs> that, I, would, I bet you're probably right there. <laughs> I feel like it's just going to be a little guy. Yeah. Like, look at those paws. They look like Riolu's paws. Like, it has to be cute. <laughs> I guess my question is, do you think, like... Since you think underneath, do you think, do you think the mask will come off? I'm I'm wondering if like because in the trailers you see a bunch of masks. I'm curious if that is the only mask. Ooh, I'm curious about it. That would be interesting. But I mean, it does look like it is the focal mask of this, but uh, and it has a special like terraform looking thing that like that mask gets really big. I'm curious if that one just has different if it. If there are different masks or not for it. One of the things, though, I am most hyped about with this DLC is changing my outfit. I can get out of the school clothes. Finally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not... Okay, so I'm not a huge fan of new outfit that you get. I still wish they would give us more actual outfits. But yeah, since I am... Like, I have Scarlet and I don't like the color orange so getting a new color to wear will be great granted i do like the indigo disc outfits that they have shown with the characters and i'm just waiting for that because i like those a lot more than i like the other ones Mm, that's better yeah (laughs) that's better (laughs) that's fair i don't know i'm just i'm i want so i want more clothes choice but we'll see what we actually how if i like the new ones enough or not i think it's like so this first DLC has such a specific vibe, mm-hmm. which is Japanese summer festival vibe. And and it's like, it's cool, but um, it's an event, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not like an aesthetic that you might want to forever. So I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a lot more to it that we don't know. I think they've done a good job of hiding it because I think... I don't know. I, I, I want to believe that it's going to change, like, throughout the day. Mm. So, like, when it's during the day, and it's not, or, like, when it's daytime in the game, it's going to be, like, a normal, just, like, you know, village type thing. But at night, it's going to become this festival. So I think there's going to be more time-based events. And I say time-based, like, in-game time-based events, because their time is different than our time, I think, slightly. So, I, I think that's going to be something that'll be interesting, just going off of what I'm seeing in the pictures. Uh, that and... With Isle of Armor, we got a bunch of other fun things. Do you think we're going to get a Diglett search quest in this? So, um, you mentioned before we started recording that there seems 
possibly to be a quest uh, regarding the the photograph app? I think Shark mentioned that. Yeah, I would. Seems like you. Yeah, I was saying that. Yeah, if we, we know for sure we got some. Like it says, we can go on mission to like take pi- yeah. seek out a mysterious Pokemon and take photos. Exactly. Like I was thinking, that would be a cool way of revealing a new Pokemon. Like if this character who looks like Adaman, whose name right now escapes me, is sending you to take pictures of... You take pictures of a Pikachu, you take pictures of a Growlithe, and then the very last spot that she sends you has something you've never seen before. That would be cool. Yeah, I can I can see them doing something. Like, All right, cool. You're in charge of photographing this festival type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That too. But... There, there's a lot to this that I, I said I, I, we don't know that I want to know more about. Um, do, um, going over to my list of things. Uh, Shark, what is this Mochi minigame? Uh, that's one that you for sure, you uh, they've announced that there's the Ogre Ousting is special event where you ride on your Coridon, me ride on, collect berries by popping balloons and bring the berries to these berry tables and you get Mochi that you're supposed to be able to uh, help get you uh reset your iv or your evs and be able to raise them pretty easily so that is a good way to help get your mons ready for battling oh because i believe in isle of armor they added a uh with the whole battle thing they added a whole bunch of ways to make it easier to iv and ev train mm-hmm. so what are they going to add this time because we already have the person that'll max your ivs you can change your terror type what more are they missing are you missing at this depending on how you have to interpret the wording about the mochi, it might be that Russet Bullock Cup that that just been <laughs> searching for. Yeah, that's what we're really looking for, is that the zero IV. So being able to drop something down. That's the real thing we're missing. I know this should hopefully just at least, this for sure, at minimum, this thing, this minigame should help just get, get you, like, all the EV raising stuff and just a nice reset your base stats pretty easily. Like, because, like, I mean, that's just something that I've had to spend a lot of my money on is, you know, getting mods ready for raids. It's like, okay, mm. I need max attack, max HP, you know, bulk up my Pokemon kind of thing. It'd be nice to, I mean, this should hopefully make it a little easier to get those things. Okay. Serebi does say that it seems to be referring to Eevees and not Eevees. Still, there's always a chance that there's something they're not saying yet and maybe something in DLC too if it's not here. It's really, it's that's the only thing we're missing. Oh, and more ways to get Terra Shards. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice, yes. Um. Well, I think if I'm not mistaken, like, you, you find the berries running around in Scarlet and Violet, but I don't think you can purchase Eevee-reducing berries. Ooh, Eevee-reducing berries. That's interesting. Yeah, so maybe that's what the mochi does like it gives mm-hmm. you a chance to uh finesse the evs of your pokemon without having to randomly hunt for shiny spots on the ground for hours yeah no i think you're right there because yeah you just might incidentally as you're like you can actually reset your playthrough on that you got you know you got you know random evs as you just did the battling and whatnot it would be nice to have it reset pretty easily that way yeah Oh, 100%. And then the other thing on my little list for us to talk about is the, um, apparently, uh, uh, in the Famitsu Japan article, they mentioned that there's going to be the return of the Isle of Armor tutor moves. Mm. Which, that'll be exciting. We get Grassy Glide, 
Burning Jealousy. So let me look at that because I want to see what the tutor moves are and see what's big here that would have an impact. VGC, it's Rillaboom Grassy Glide because Rillaboom still has pretty high usage and then getting its Grassy Glide back. Well, if we're, because uh, uh, aren't we getting Coco? Tapa Coco? We have not seen Tapa Coco in anything yet. Never mind, because I know Rising Voltage is coming back. Expanding Force is coming back. Um, those are the two big ones where it's like in VGC, if we get the Tapus back, that's gonna change the format entirely. And DD will be useful to get the expanding force. That'll be at least something that you might see because DD always comes and flows. And, and DD does a good job against Flutterman being normal type. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that might be something that comes out. Uh, scale shot. Can you imagine back Scalibur with scale shot? Like Swords Dance scale shot? <laughs> yeah, that would be scary. It'd be much easier to pop off a little bit more there. Uh, Meteor Beam is another fun one that's always exciting to have some shenanigans with. Uh, Burning Jealousy might might have a play. Mm. I'm just trying to think. Uh, sorry, Poltergeist. Now that is a good move that's, that might change things. Think of all the ghost types that we got. And as I think of it, I can't think of any ghost types we got. Well, Ledge, uh is a physical ghost type. Yeah, Cerulege could take advantage of it. Ledge with Poltergeist. Wow. That sounds despicable. Pol- uh, Dragapult, if it ever, if it gets to learn it, is going to be strong. I don't think it will, but it- I hope not. It didn't before. I don't, don't think it will this time, but it could. The fact that it could is a threat. Yeah. The other couple, I mean, giving more things flip turn is always good. Uh, triple Axle is just a great coverage move. Oh, gosh, yeah. When it hits- Granted, we, a lot of things got Ice Spinner, though, so that doesn't really matter as much. Uh, dual Wing Beats, always useful. And then Scorching Sands. Yeah, but in, you have you have all these, like, multiple hit moves, which, you know, they play a little differently. Yeah, but Dual Wing Beat on a Dragonite is, is still good. It just gives it more coverage versus Wing Attack. Essentially allows it to run Terra Norma <laughs> without having to use Terra Flying, Terra Blast. That's, that's very true. Which is, which is still good. Um, and then Scorching Sands is just coverage. But like, that, that's interesting. And I hope they bring back more than just this list or add in some new ones. Cause I'd love to see them be like, oh, we're gonna throw or take, modify this list slightly and give you a couple of other, you know, move tutor moves. Yeah. That would be cool. I'd love to see, to- I'd love to see like Toxic come back. Or like, granted, I say that. <laughs> uh, toxic may be too good. <laughs> Toxic knockoff pursuit. Scald. Yeah, let's get all the competitive moves that are awful and bring them all back at once. Scald. Yes, scald. No. Um. I. I like. I'd like to see Signal Beam come back. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it was a lot of random coverage on Pokemon that made them slightly more viable. Or I'd love to see you know different moves and evolutions and whatnot. And I. I think there's still more that we don't know. That I'm. I'm just. It's getting me more excited. Because I feel like they've teased a bunch of stuff, and we're just like, all right, we're on the verge of this being really, really, I just, I'm missing something else to push it over the edge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm just picturing, you know, Indeedy, Terra Psychic, Expanding Force in terrain. Mm. That just sounds disgusting. Yes, it does. <laughs> Thank goodness the dark type exists. Yeah. But it's like, Rillaboom's going to take over, I think Rillaboom's going to take over VGC, if they ever bring back Fernape. 
Or sorry, Infernape. Uh, Incineroar. Incineroar will take over, maybe. Probably. Mm. That'll be next year. That's yeah. It. I was going to say, I hope they don't, but then I remembered, no, wait, all the starters are confirmed. And that includes Incineroar. Yep, all of them are confirmed. Oh. <laughs> Alright, any other thoughts on the DLC or things you're excited about? We'll know everything in a matter of days. But- Literally, I'm just so, like, perplexed by the fact that it's coming out on Tuesday slash Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's so weird, but yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited to see what, what fun things they do with these new returning mons and such. Like, I know the fo- Pokedex have been fun before. I'm curious to see what they do with the new mons in there. All right. Then with that, we will head on over to our Poke of the Episode. <laughs> episode and we are back with our pokemon of the episode number 986 brute bonnet it's pokemon violet pokedex entry says it bears a slight resemblance to a pokemon described in a dubious magazine as a cross between a dinosaur and a mushroom yeah it's just so funny (laughs) a cross between a dinosaur and a mushroom (laughs) I mean, he's got a tail. Mushrooms don't have tails. Dinosaurs do. <laughs> That's why it's a cross between a dinosaur and a mushroom. Perfect. <laughs> um, Brute Bonnets always interest me because they've introduced a lot of grass dark types and it just doesn't feel as exciting as the other ones. Mm. It's no Wo Chen. It's no Zarude. It's better than Cacturn, but still. I mean, this thing it's is not hard. It, it does. And it, it has a surprisingly strong attack stat. For what it is. It's got good bulk too. It's 111 HP, 127 attack, 99 defense, 79 sp attack, 99 spdef, and 55 speed. So it's got that good, like, almost 100s in its defense stats. So it can tank a hit or two to be able to then spam off a big stuff. It's got sucker punch, so it can make up for speed if it wants to. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So... With that, we have a BGC team. This team hit rank five. Is it by Pearl? That's what it looks. That's what we have here. I don't know if it's VGC though. Uh, it's oh, it's Stadium Singles. It's oh, BSS. sorry, it yes. is BSS. Um, my mistake. Um, and this is Regulation D for uh, for singles. Uh, we start with a Brute Bonnet. Uh, with leftovers. Uh, Pro. So this is uh, Terra type Water. Uh, 52 HP EVs, 204 attack, 252 speed, jolly, with spore, substitute, trailblaze, and crunch. That's fun. Um, and then with that, we have a Rocky Helmet Chien Pao. That's something I never thought I'd hear myself say before, but yeah, uh, Rocky same. Helmet Chien Pao with Terra Fairy with 252 HP, 68 attack, 180 defense, Four special defense, four speed with a jolly nature, with icicle crash, terror blast, sheer cold, and recover. It's a defensive Chien Pao? I didn't know Chien Pao got recover. Yeah, no, it's got what? a really weirdly strong move pull. Uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta process this for a second. I'm just like looking at it. What is this? I, so you go Terra <laughs> Fairy with it most of the time. Is this gonna be the ter- Monutera? 80 80 isn't awful defensively that's so maybe you that's do it weird. against other Chien Pao there must be a reason for it and I wish we had like a breakdown of what each thing does but 
That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sheer Cold has to be against, like, the big bulk, like, Teen Glue or something. That makes mm, sense. That probably. I can see for sure. Just because yeah. it is. This is odd. I like it. All right. Yeah. Very strange. Speaking of Teen Glue, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, we have a Teen Glue with a covered cloak. The ability is obviously Vessel of Ruin. The terror type is Poison. Uh, the EVs, which I guess we're doing this week, are uh, 196 HP, 52 attack, 116 defense, 76 special defense, and 68 speed with an impish nature. And it's running Earthquake, Ruination, Taunt, and Whirlwind, which is super fun, honestly. Like, this guy's gonna gnaw you to death. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, to round out the trio of Treasures of Ruin, we have my very favorite one, Chiyu. It's running a choice scarf with the ability Beads of Ruin, of course. Its Terra type is Ghost, because you don't want to get hit by those fighting type moves. Its EVs are uh, max speed, max special attack, and 4 HP with a team in nature. And its moveset is Overheat, Dark Pulse, Lava Plume, and Psychic. That Lava Plume is interesting. Yeah, it's good to get some burns Ooh. on, just to kind of give it... Mm-mm. Just to burn off against other Pokemon. This Oh yeah, definitely. I mean you're probably gonna click overheat most of the time just to as this is the cleaner, this is gonna nuke something and then maybe yeah. switch out. But hopefully it's just like click an overheat, win the game, move on. Mm-mm. But yeah, and now we've got we've got a plenty of dark types on this team. Let's put in some ghosts. So let's start yes. with the best one. Fluttermane with the booster <laughs> energy. Uh terror type water, uh 200 defense, 36 attack, 252 speed, timid nature, with Moonblast, Shadow Ball, Thunder Wave, and Calm Mind. So it's kind of a little bulkier one. The Protosynthesis will trigger speed, so it's basically Pseudo Scarf. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a good, nice kind of middle of the ro- middle game on type thing. Get the T-Weave off. Mm-mm. And then this is a really kind of disgusting Basket Legion just looking at what mm-hmm. it's trying to do here. Yes. <laughs> it is, uh, it's, you know, standard adamant Basque Legion, max attack, max speed, for, just throw in four and spadef. It's got adaptability, so it can be able to get its good attacks off. It's got wave crash, last respects, aqua jet, standard moves. It's got substitutes, okay, you might be able to, like, catch someone and switching out or, you know, tearing or a little early or something, you might be able to do that. But it's holding bright powder. Yep. Oh no. It's holding bright powder. So yep, it's like, not only just trying to sub up on you just to be able to maybe catch a switch. It's subbing on you just so that it gets like so that you miss your attack and then be able to to start breaking you with wave crash and last respects. Yeah, it's yep. um it's like every single Pokemon on this team has something to annoy you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's yeah. Mm. Honestly, honestly, every mo- your your every mon does. You've got spore sub, you know, boosting your speed, brute on it. You've got sheer sheer cold, cold taunt, whirlwind, lava plume, thunder wave, and then this bright power substitute thing. Like, what <laughs> the heck is going on? Someone is having oh, this is not good. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like it. Yep. <laughs> but hey, I mean that it if it if it's got if it got rank five, it must be decent. Mm-hmm. So 
All right, and with that, we will head on over to our mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And we are back with our mailbag. As always, the mailbag is sponsored by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Fictional hooves. <gasps> yes. What was the question from last week? Does anyone remember? Yeah. Modern trends in Pokemon. So, we and we have two emails coming in this week. Uh, Shark, why don't you start us off? All right. This one comes from Tia. What it do, Puckle Crew? Tia here. Pokemon? As a franchise that has stayed at top since the late 90s to early 2020s, I feel it is a very impressive feat that not a lot of media accomplish, and they do this without recycling or creating live-action versions of already existing stories. Originally, I was going to talk about regional variants, but I think it would be better if I talked about how much more of a lifestyle Pokemon is becoming and how easy and fast it is to consume Pokemon content. Back when me and most of the hosts were in our heyday, there is really only the anime and games where we needed a link cable to play with each other. Now, Pokemon is something that the whole family enjoys with parents even letting their kids choose their starter Pokemon. We can see products that enjoy a, uh, that encourage a Poke lifestyle in the Pokemon Center with the kitchenware, holiday products, and clothes. They even have official Pokemon-themed wedding rings in Japan. Moreover, you can even make Pokemon part of your walking, slash exercising, and sleeping routine. On to the negative. I do think bipedal Pokemon design can be a good topic for a future episode. Past bipedal Pokemons, even starters like Sceptile, Blaziken, Feraligatr, and even Charizard and Blastoid, all stand on two feet, yet still feel very animalistic. Others like Cinderace, Inteleon, and in my opinion, Hypno, feel like they hired someone to wear a sports mascot costume. <laughs> One day we're going to get a Chuck E. Cheese-inspired regional form of Raticate. Oh, please, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Freddy Fazbear or Silverine, let's go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stay trendy, everyone, Tia. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm terrified by that, and I haven't even seen a Chuck E. Cheese from the distance. Oh, lucky you. It's only gotten worse. <laughs> yeah. You know Five Nights at Freddy's, right? No. I don't watch horror. Oh, you, you haven't just heard of that? Like, okay. But, yeah. Base, uh, I guess it'd be the close, okay, you know, the, di you know, yeah, I guess like sport mascots and like, um. So I, I know what the Chuck E. Cheese is and I've seen, uh, the mascot on TV. What I was trying to say is I have no, uh, direct Chuck E. Cheese related trauma and I still think that's horrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, lucky you. Oh, uh, lucky you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Whimsicott, take us with the next one. Mm, yes. We have. This one is from Sully. What the shackle, people at Paco? Um, as for modern trends in Pokemon, my opinions are focused around the mainline games, with an emphasis on competitive and Pokemon Go. That's all I really play and follow. Super fair. Um, mainline first. Very happy with Scarlet and Violet when it comes to new Pokemon. The fun region and the gameplay generally was awesome. Obviously, the frame rate and crashing wasn't fantastic, but I hope the trend in the, in the opposite direction on that part Looking forward to the DLCs, and I'm liking the way things are developing. 
Adding Legends Arceus to the mix with the other mainline games was awesome, and I hope that is a trend and not a one-off experience. Yes, please, I would really like it. And I'm sure we all feel the same way about BDSP! 10 out of 10! Amazing game! I still play it all the time! Sarcasm. Um, for Pokemon, <laughs> the year started off rough with the remote raids news, but... I've still found myself genuinely enjoying it. I'm hoping to see new features. Uh, I, I guess this is Pokemon Go. Um, I'm hoping to see new features and mechanics continue to be added. The recent ones have been solid, so I wouldn't complain about more in the future. Planning on sticking with Pokemon for a while longer, going on 20 plus years already, especially if it keeps trending in the ways it has recently. Solid. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes to all of this, essentially. <laughs> I was trying to figure out the other day which game I played more of between BDSP and Let's Go, because I played both the initial playthrough and then never touched it. I I think I played a tiny bit more Let's Go because I tried to shiny hunt for a while. I I got the Oddish Mastery, and that was about Mm, it. Fair. But all right, uh, which do you feel deserves the green Hmm. Tauros badge, if any? Mm, I I want to say maybe Tia, but I don't remember if she- uh, neither of them have it right now. Both of them could deserve it. So mm, yeah, then I, I would say Tia. All right, okay. Let's give Let's it to Tia. Tia. Congratulations, you have received the Green Taurus badge. Uh, remember to ask somebody in the Discord for it, and we'll give it to you. Yeah. All right, and with that, uh, thank you everyone for listening in to the Puckle Podcast this week. Remember, you can find us on all of our socials at Puckle Podcast or The Puckle Podcast. We are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I know we stream on Twitch occasionally. Uh, please check out the Discord link and join us in the Discord. We always have fun events going on. I know that coming up soon, there will be more news on Puckle Factory, everyone's favorite uh, tournament of the year, and many, many more things to come. We are here to have a good time, and we want you all to join us in with it. And with that... I have been Claude Nine. I have been the Fluffiest Whimsicott. And I've been Shark Finnegan. And we'll catch you on the flip-flop.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.